three, two, one. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Guys, we're back. We are. Woo! Come on, no more energy. <laughs> God dang it. It's cold. It's cold. No more energy. We're back at school. Yeah, yeah. It's been a slow few days of junior virtual Ryerson. (laughs) Unfortunately, guys, I just heard a little chuckle here because it looks like the cat dragged Mike in through the door. Mike. Oh, oh, yeah. Unfortunate, (laughs) eh? (laughs) What's up, guys? Unfortunate. Not much. May have asked Mike to come on about two hours ago. Like, hey, you know, why not? Because normally we've, we've been getting the show's runtime nice and concise lately. But I thought, hey, let's just get Mike on and just have a good old time. Just let's ditch all that. Five hours a show, bit. Let's yeah. Go. yeah. So I think to start the show, Daniel, do you want to make the announcement? About your this being your oh, last episode two, for now? Two yeah. I forgot you know that. that. Just... Announcement. Okay. Oh, well, let's get that one out of the way first, so. Adam, why is this a special episode for you? Uh, well, it's not really special. It's more sad. As I haven't shut up about on the podcast, <clears> I'm <talking throat> guys, I'm getting double jaw, uh, jaw, double jaw surgery on Friday. So I'm going back to, to Toronto tomorrow. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, surgery is Friday. I'm going to be at the hospital for 10. Surgery is at 12. Ooh. I'll, I'll be out of commission for a bit because my mouth will be banded shut and the swelling is bad where I look like a chipmunk, apparently. Doctor's words, not mine. So um, I'll be out for a few weeks here. If I can get back for free agency, because this is what's really awesome. So the first round of the playoffs has now been moved. It's been moved draft. to the 6th of October. The draft. You first said playoffs. Draft, sorry. Oh, God, I wish. The second round to the 7th is the... October 7th now, mm-hmm. and then the 8th is my birthday, and then I believe the 9th is free agency. That is correct. So a great birthday present, and hopefully I will be back for that. So for the foreseeable future, it's going to be Alex and Daniel um, steering the ship here without me. Um, I so have a few six-hour shows. I you going to say something else is in the ship. Get used to the run times, you know, getting a lot longer. We'll get some Joe Rogan-length episodes. Yeah. yeah. Six hours. Yeah, we thought to get Mike on because I wanted to have everyone on for a nice little let's just have a chat. A party was like, man, let's just get Will and Donald. Let's just have a, like a... a Everyone's yelling at the same time. <laughs> Even though whenever we talk basketball, I wouldn't know what's happening. We talked <laughs> hockey, Donald may not know what's happening. It would have just been a complete dumpster fire. Let's be it honest. Been fun. L- let's be honest. Half the episode would be Mike and Will just going back and forth. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a phone call from my mother, so if you want to do the other announcement, like okay, Daniel, let okay. everyone know what's up. So uh, this is tough, man. <laughs> but um, that you know is good news. But uh, for the upcoming, I guess, fall semester, um, I will be the sports editor for the Risonian. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Good I know. Stuff. Big thank you, ups, thank you. Mr. Daniel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great news, but the unfortunate thing is I will not be able to write any articles for the eye opener for a while. And I, I did not tell Will yet. <laughs> so this is how he's going to find out. This is how he's going to find out. You should let Will point out. Just ask him, hey, man, did you listen to the episode? <laughs> it's in the first five minutes. Just, just listen to the first bit. <laughs> Trust me, you need to. Breaking news: Daniel's your big competitor now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we joked um, last episode that, like, when we were talking about like maybe getting Will, yourself, Mike, and Donald all on, that we maybe cause an argument that would rip apart eye opener sports as we know it. But now, like, I, like, I don't know what we we because I would assume now, Alex, we have to take the side of the Ryersonian because. Our third co-host has now taken it. I guess so. Damn. Like, Damn. I, guess, I guess Mike's not allowed on the show anymore. It's I'm, like I'm, PSN and Sportsnet. <laughs> Unless we did like the shared Raptors thing and they kept playing like That's true. old games That's true. where like they shared the broadcasting with them. He's <laughs> like, I'm, uh, I'm kind of with the eye. <laughs> Conflict of interest. Yeah. So, but seriously, congratulations, Daniel. That's so awesome. Yes, sir. That's awesome stuff, man. Thank you, thank you. Big ups. Yeah, the eye, you. the eye opener's loss is the Ryersonian's game here. Sorry, Will. <laughs> That's tough. But <laughs> Will, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm team eye opener. <laughs> Where are you? For how much longer? <laughs> Free agent, try and swoop him up, Ryerson. Like me, I, I work. I work at Bell, and the TSN guys are across across the hall from me. Yeah. But I, I watch Sportsnet a lot. Maybe a little more. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe all the time. So basically, if work sees this, I'm fired. There's more, there's more Sportsnet <laughs> friends of the show than there are TSN here. I'll just save it all now and say Sportsnet do have the national broadcast, so we see it naturally. But we we love all mediums, the athletic, anyone who we could possibly work for in the future. We love you all equally. Yeah, except, except, yeah, maybe, except maybe one. What? Maybe a newspaper. Oh, okay. We're going to get into that, are we? Um, well, I mean, a guy from that certain newspaper, good old Steve Simmons, wrote an article. Boom, good old. That guy sucks. Good old. What? What? Who said that? I saw um, and, and it was all about, apparently, the reputation of Kyle Dubas having, quote, high asking prices for his players. So, like, people, GMs were upset that he wanted a high price and God said high price. They're like very cap, and then they're mad about the high asking price. For- you mean he did his job? I know, right? Maximize so assets? Weird. Question mark. It's so weird that they're just being hypocrites. It's you know what? You're not allowed. Listen, you're not allowed to negotiate. Okay, that's clearly what's just happening. Not, here. No, you're not. You're not. Allowed. When you offer William Nylander five million dollars, that's okay. But when you ask for a first-round pick and a B prospect for Kasperi Kapanen, that's clearly an issue. That's that's what it is. I mean, I think it was run of the mill. You know, Pittsburgh just giving up picks like that again. So I didn't I'm sorry, Jim Rutherford is on the older Senile. side of things. Yeah, <laughs> like, I apologize that he he thought he oh, was this, Timothy his senility is our gain. Yeah, sorry, he got Tim. He thought he was getting Timothy Lilligrid. My bad. I mean, okay, we we had this discussion before. It's, we at least appreciate that Jim Rutherford does what he does to try and make the, the Penguins, yeah, yeah. Okay. Falcon and Crosby competitive as always, but it was a high asking price. 
or you spare Javelin. But I think this is just Johnson. This is just a, this. Okay, this is just Steve Simmons being Steve Simmons. Like I don't necessarily blame him for putting out this article because I think it is a talking point. Like clearly, there's GMs who are quote unquote upset about it. But I don't think anyone else had this scoop. <clears throat> clearly not. Or or they did, and they just thought, it's not worth my time. Well, Simmons clearly doesn't like Dubas. Like, we all know. Yeah, he's a Mark Hunter guy. Did you guys, did you guys talk earlier about how, uh, uh, how we had a feud with James Myrtle? Yeah. 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 Good. Team Myrtle. Did you guys – I know. Obviously, you guys talked about how, how Matthews just – Mr. Balls Matthews just comes out here. It's like, yeah, yeah, we do. And, and quite honestly, Steve, I don't appreciate that really in his mind. He's like, screw you, Steve. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Morgan probably looks to the thing, you like, oh boy, here it comes. What not to do in J School for context. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be the new prime example. <laughs> Everything that Steve seems to do, it's the opposite of what we've been taught, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, personal health information send it it's, it's so silly that like he clearly has a thing a hate for dubis here oh clearly of course like who else in toronto media would you go to to complain about kyle dubis you know that results in an article like this well, yeah you go to steve simmons yeah it, it's just another steve simmons thing but like i think from a gm perspective it why why are you why does this upset you like was anyone was anyone else actually going to give a better pick than what 15th overall i really don't think we get a better deal at all no who, we got who more else is, than we yeah. like uh, only other opportunity i'd see was what carolina getting it back and giving it back but they didn't want to do it the leafs officially now have uh the chance at getting Someone that Daniel is just absolutely licking his chops for in Askarov. You just see Daniel it, like, yes. Askarov, watch. <laughs> I think we're all on it, right, guys? A little bit. A little bit. for that pick? No. No. <laughs> no I don't know. <laughs> be the, the, last, the last time the Leafs took a goalie in the first round was Tukarask. So. Yeah, and then oh, they proceeded I can to believe. trade, it, trade yes. right out. But they won't trade so, this guy. I, 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 believe who, I, don't, I don't remember that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does, oh, is that the same guy? That guy? Is, is that the same guy who left his team and the fans and management? Is that the guy we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, he, oh, he quit no. on the fans. Did quit he quit on the fans? Oh, unbelievable, Tuca. Tough angle. Man, <laughs> tough so for Tuca Rask. That poor guy. Like, oh hey, my daughter's sick. I'm just gonna go, you know, be a good father. Oh, he gave up on all. Of them. We all hate you. Screw your family. Who's no. the guy who put that really dumb tweet out? What was his I name? don't remember. I forgot it. Mark something. Mark loser face. Okay. <laughs> I, was, wow. I was thinking of something worse, but I saw no, I saw a lot of hateful tweets towards him for that. I'm like, dude, like, come on, like. I mean, I get that he played two games, but like, let the guy be. I mean, he's a newborn. It's just, he, it's just so weird to think that. Like, a lot of people would say he gave up on his teammates. Like, yeah, like you said, like he he did play. He played a few games. He came in and he tried. He looked terrible, but that's a different story. You know, hey, he clearly didn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the Bruins entirely in that first round were in the round robin were kind of nasty. But it's it's one of those like where you think you know like as time goes by like 
you know, as I play some games, I can make it work even though I don't want to be there. But mm-hmm. then you realize after you play those games, yeah, I still don't want to be here. At least he did it. He did it in a playing round, if I'm correct, right? He didn't do it in the playoff. Uh, yeah, it was a playing round. But yeah, he left because. I mean, the round robin, he did it. Yes, and not yes, the play- yes, Okay, okay. So that's he, better at least. I yeah, but he left because his daughter was sick and in the hospital. If it was the Stanley Cup okay, final, yeah. that's yeah. what the issue is. I don't think people are grasping at that, and I think we've talked about it more than Even if it was Even like, if it was the Cup final, Game 7, my daughter is sick in the hospital. Like, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go be with my family. Like, dude, come on. People often forget that. Although they are professional hockey players, they're paid handsomely. You, <clears throat> there are a lot with some pretty interesting personalities that may not always vibe with others, but at the end of the day, humans are human beings. Hmm. We all have responsibilities, people we love. Like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. Matt Murray, I remember he had to leave a while back and Florida had to take the reins because his father passed away. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, my father died. There's nothing I can do now, so I'm just going to stay here and play hockey. No, what's wrong with you? Well, didn't, uh, didn't a football player do that? Wasn't that the argument? But there was an argument going around. I, I, I don't know. But that, I don't know. But that I, I'm going to stay so far away from that because there's oh, so, so many different I. things that will go into that. But like, Yeah. like uh, <laughs> Whatever. All right. Let's, let's, let's move, move on, on from, from the rap stuff because we, we have talked about it before. And Steve Simmons. Let's move yeah. away from that too. That guy. The Bruins are, are, are dead anyway. We don't care about them anymore. They're They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it. We're mentioning it for the third straight time, even though the new round has started. The Boston Bruins have been eliminated. <laughs> Just remember that. That's the highlight. By That's- a team in blue in Toronto that isn't the Leafs. Does that make you feel better, Mike? Or No. It's like bizarre. It doesn't make me feel better at all. It doesn't. It's just – it's. There's two big arguments that people try and give me. They're like, oh, the Leafs lost – or the Bruins lost to a team in blue and white in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Like, that doesn't make me feel better. It's literally another divisional rival. They're like, okay. Um, also, uh, that's like when people are trying to tell me to cheer on Vancouver. Because it's Canada's oh, it's last Canadian team. Uh, like, no, no, that's not I never like that argument about those things. Like, It's not how it works. I'm like, I'm not going to cheer for Vancouver. I hate Vancouver. I love <laughs> Vegas. I want Vegas to win it all. Yeah. Hey, uh, it was fun rooting for Thatcher Demko while he was doing his whole thing, though. Well, you guys a monster. Yeah. You want, we're talking about maybe each of us giving a, a Conn Smythe winner for each team. And I think Shea Theodore should definitely be on the top of the list. For Vegas, because without him, they weren't scoring on that. He has like four goals and seven assists or something right now. He's yucky good. He's yeah, yucky. no, Shea Theodore he's is my yucky. favorite goal tonight by far. I, I think he's another guy on this podcast. It, it, he had him on his theoretical Canadian uh, Olympic yeah. roster. Daniel, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Imagine I think how, seventh defenseman. Imagine having to protect Kevin Bieksa. And, and oh, we're gonna bring this one up again. It was for Josh Manson and Sammy Vatnin. But they had to protect <laughs> Kevin Bieksa because the condition of that too was because the Ducks are over the cap. They had to get rid of Clayton Stoner's contract. Another like you know old time Bob Murray signing I didn't like, but they had to get rid of him off the books. So the Knights had to take him as well. So the Stoner at the, the time, is Stoner in the jungle now or where? I think he's, the jungle is whatever referred to as the AHL. Yeah, I think he's like retired. He had a lot of injury problems. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. he's. Retired. I was wondering if he retired or if he went to the jungle. I want to say he went to Calgary again. Did no. Stoner? No, that was oh, Michael that's Stone. Michael Stone because they bought him out and then signed him again. 
This is true. This is true. I almost forgot about that guy. Um, I mean, I don't, we don't blame you. Uh, this is like the two Hamilton brothers. You don't forget Freddie. Whatever Freddie <laughs> Hamilton. Freddie. Oh, my God. Um, lads, we'll talk about some awards quickly because every day – um, certainly the other day. We're finding out all the award winners because we can't have a show, obviously. Bobby Ryan wins the Masterton Trophy for sportsmanship and all that kind of stuff. Persevere, it's a lovely, lovely award. Even though, and we've talked about this on the show, mm-hmm. we had a text conversation with you about it, Mike, at some point. Um, it's so weird to think of the Masterton as an award because like, you want to recognize these players' struggles, but then it's like – and apparently I believe the voting was before Lindbaum's return. So it's like, okay, so you're going to get an award, and we're going to – it's almost like saying substance abuse? No, no, no. He, he, yeah, he – It's so tough. It shouldn't be an award. You can't do finalists and just give it to one guy. It should be a more of an, an honoring rather than a presentation to a single guy. Yeah. Like straight up, I hate this award. I absolutely love the characters that get nominated for this award because, like, I mean, a lot of these these guys have gone through a great deal. Like, I I'm telling you right now, I, I and I think I've already said this on the spot. There's no way I could have picked the finalists for this, and or uh, there's no way I could have uh, picked, picked a winner. Could have picked a winner because Stephen Johns hasn't played in two years because of crazy post concussion syndrome. Freaking. Suicidal thoughts in a dark room while dealing with symptoms. Like, that's horrible. You never want anybody to go through that. Oscar Lindblom, cancer. Like, dude, that, that's all Beat you got to say. Beat it. Beat it. He kicked cancer's ass. Good for him. Love that. But one of the best stories all year. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby Ryan, who obviously everybody knows for the most part Bobby Ryan is he's told his story before about his his rough childhood his father going to jail and whatnot being moved around his, his name isn't even Bobby Ryan it's Bobby I forgot his actual oh it's uh, Robert Earl Stevenson yeah Bob Stevenson is his name Robert Earl Stevenson but like yeah and you know and then you know it's not something that just goes away like he he had to go to uh, the NHL player assistance program for alcoholism like, it's not easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, none of these three things are easy to overcome at all. So that's why I, I hate this award, but I just – I love the players that get – they get – they get, and especially this year. I remember last year you had Robin Leonard as well. I forgot the other finalists. Pardon me. But, like, it's it's just such a tough award. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whether they picked Bobby, whether they picked Oscar, whether they picked um, Jamie, Alexiak, either or, I think all these signing – or all these uh, finalists are – are great. Bobby Ryan, congratulations to you, but, you know, this award's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also a bit silly, isn't it, Daniel, when we, and this is a point we've made before, when you talk about all these guys, so and get Robin Leonard's a great one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Tyler Mott also gets some some spotlight. For this I remember the- that. I remember, I remember his, uh, his mental health talk. Yeah. And then you go back, Daniel, and you look at, like, Yager won it because yeah. old, and he played a lot. It's so like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, at the same point where like Koivu won it when he came back from cancer as well. Yeah. yeah it's a tough. It's, it's, it's weird to measure these things. Like it's, it's like saying like, Oh, who had like the worst struggle. 
I something. And like, yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's not a good way to gauge these things. It just, it's just always tough talking about these things. But yeah, for sure, I'm happy about Bobby Ryan. You know, um, he's been on Ascend for a while, but I remember as a duck, he was one of my favorites. And you know, it was tough for even him coming to Ottawa with that huge contract that Bob Murray, um, that Brian Murray gave him, and. Like, the criticism he got on Twitter, like, oh, yeah, you're putting up 48 points a season now because, you know, you don't have Getzlaff, you know, throwing you the puck or anything or all that stuff. But, you know, he's still, like, a solid player, and I, I'm still a huge fan of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think the fans make it any better either. I don't know if – when they announced the nominees, it was, like, Flyers, Dallas Stars, and Senators fans fighting over each other who had the worst and came back. I'm Mike, like, that's the most. Like, it's the oddest thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of just you know coming together and be like, you know, all these guys had so many struggles, they overcame them, and it, it's, it's fantastic. I think yeah, it's just she- one of those situations where if you love something, don't look at the comment section. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. This is very, very true. Um, next, a little where we found out right before the show, actually, the finalists for the Jim Gregory Award, aka General Manager of the Year. And this is what's really weird. The voting for this happened after the end of the second round. So guess who got it? Julian Breezebaugh, GM of Tampa Bay. Lou Lamorello, general manager of the New York Islanders, who are playing Tampa Bay right now. And Jim Nill, general manager of the Dallas Stars, who are, guess what, playing right right now. Interesting. Listen, I think for me, Tampa, Julian Breezebaugh was going to be a finalist for me anyways, looking at how he organized his team and, and is preparing his team for even next year, like bringing in Coleman and Goudreau who are uh, Goudreau on, who are on low salaries and knowing that he has to still get rid of one or two of Palat, Gord, Johnson, um, Kalorn. and Kalorn. Yeah, <clears throat> and like, there's guys that will probably come up next year. Like there's always the odd name in Tampa Bay who comes up and plays well. So I think for me, like I don't, the other two names I think were kind of just a toss up. Like I know Don Sweeney was one guy. And I don't remember who did, but another common name that we said, but. I made an argument for Pierre Dorian, which. There's an argument for Pierre Dorian. I think it's a Jericho Kikilainen. Well, as you guys know, as I'm a member of Sen's Army now. Shut up, Mike. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> Get out of here. And that's why I blocked up the Leafs jersey. You and your, right? you and your ten, <laughs> 10 other Sens fans can hold hands. You know, drive, drive to the Canadian Tire. Yeah, you guys going to take a 45-minute bu- <laughs> bus ride to uh, the it's Canadian Tire? It's, it's, it's really not that far. It's really not that far. Like, Come on, Mike. You know that's a lie. I'm I'm not lying. I live in Ottawa now. I know where the Canadian Tire Center is. I know how far Canada is. Okay, how far is it on game? Like, if it's game day, there's gotta be some type of traffic. It also depends. It also depends on where they're staying. If they're staying in downtown Ottawa, like near me, where I work at the Byward Market, yeah. Then, like, if they're staying at the Chateau Laurier by Parliament, like, a that's luxurious, and b. <sighs> Looking at a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we move on to the next award? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, one that probably should get more attention. We don't really do it because it's not really – you don't get it from NHL players and, and their staff. But the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award. And 
I will read the whole, the actual description of the award now. Named after the first black player to ever play in the NHL, this award goes to an individual who has made a positive impact on their community, culture, or society to make people better through hockey. Now, in its third season, a committee that includes O'Ree selects the finalists with the public choosing the winner. And the winner this year, and I apologize because I'm not going to pronounce this right. Dampy Brar. Dampy Brar. Okay, well, Michael, thank you very much. Um, Brar. Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple to, to pronounce. I'm just looking at it now. Well, I'm going to keep going here. There are more <laughs> words that I'm not going to pronounce right. So if I can finish, Daniel. Michael, God damn it. Yeah, Michael. Uh, this article Michael. Michael. is from sportingnews.com. Brar, a former pro hockey player, co-founded Apno Hockey with Lolly Tour. Apne, Apne, sorry, Apna Hockey is an initiative that provides a network and support for South Asian hockey players. He was also involved with the first ever women's hockey team in La Ladkin, India, providing mentorship and support. Um, I know I butchered some of those, so my apologies. So, uh, quick Le Ladakh. Yeah, to <clears throat> acknowledge that. Um, and why, we're going to kind of put this together and also with Matt Dumba, who won the King Clancy, which is more to do like leadership in the community and all that. Of course, the work that Matt Dumba has done uh, in Minnesota, his work with the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Uh, I don't think anyone even questioned the fact that Dumba was going to win this award. I know PK did some other stuff, and PK has been doing community work his entire time in the NHL, and then Hendrik Lundqvist was there as well, another great guy, guys. So um, just a quick word, I guess, on these, these two award great community leaders. Ooh, were there, who were the other finalists? Um, for which which award? Uh, the Clancy. Uh, the Clancy, Lundquist, and Subban. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I think I kind of understand. There's no reason to not understand why uh, why Matt Dumba won it with uh, the Hockey Diversity Alliance creation and whatnot. So I'm wondering, yeah. So so San Jose did like Evander because every team nominates a Clancy yeah. nominee. So like for example, in Toronto it would be. Oh, uh, Mish. No, actually, Toronto doesn't have one here. No, every team does it. Yeah, but the, the NHL.com just didn't decide to show the Leafs. Is, so. uh, oh, I'm pretty sure it's Mitch, though. Because I wouldn't are, be surprised if it's Mitch Marner. Because yeah, I remember they, when after the playoffs they were talking about Mitch, and they I remember in an article specifically saying their nominee was Mitch oh. Marner. Cool. Well, NHL.com would be nice to update it because it just That's goes okay. Tampa Bay straight to Vancouver. That's okay. So. It's clearly rigged for us, right? So. Clearly yeah. forgot mm-hmm. about the Leafs. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Matt Surprise. Yeah. Dumba, yeah. No. no, Matt Dumba, not, not surprised uh, that Matt Dumba won for mm-hmm. the work that he's doing uh, in his community. I think, yeah, personally for me, being also Filipino, it's just been like a big thing where, you know, it's a big thing in the community, like culturally for me too, seeing a Filipino individual like this and kind of taking the reins in a way of being that voice that the Hockey Diversity Alliance really promotes, something that, you know, as like growing up, I always wanted to see. And like, you know, a lot has to be done still, but it's a change that I'm really happy to see, like in this predominantly white sport where... Mm -hmm. You see these guys just like, you know, using their platform in the most effective way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's great about Dumba is he's been getting so much attention for the work he's done. And I, like, let's be honest, I think before everything has happened over the past few months, the only time I ever really heard of Matt Dumba was Leafs trade rumors. And it was like Nylander Dumba. 
So like with the more attention he's getting and all the work, you know, that brings more attention to things like the Hockey Diversity Alliance, which is uh, just another fantastic little layer of frosting, maybe some sprinkles on that little cake that, that you love to see. Um, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I hate your analogies. No, it's funny. <laughs> That's not what I was going to bring up them. at all. Because he brought up trades. Speaking of Matt Dumba being traded, mm. it sounds like Matt Dumba is on the block. Wait, he's, and he's, you know, he's the right side. Stop it. Stop it, Daniel. I don't want Matt Dumba. I'm mm. sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no. No, no. His time uh, is coming fast. I'm going to pull up this article, uh, pull up the tweet I found. I'm pretty sure I sent it to um, Adam. But my understanding is that Matt Dumba is on the block and they're, and Minnesota is trying to re-sign Jonas Brodeen. And it seems to be that if they trade Matt Dumba, they won't be able to sign Jonas Brodeen because apparently they're best friends. That is... See, the thing that we've all – that, you know, you can make fun of Minnesota all you want. Though their defense has been fantastic. And the fact that they're – Just the money tied to it. Yeah. And what's, what sucks about it is Dumba is, like, regardless of his defensive play, he's a very good defenseman. He's right-handed. That's coveted in this league. And then if you lose Brodeen, who, like, throughout the league has just been known as this, like, simple, great, fantastic stay-at-home defenseman. Yeah. The fact that you can lose t- two key parts of your team is um that's bit- two massive holes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Like, uh, how much are you going to lean on like Jared Spurgeon and I was gonna say, Jared Spurgeon is a great player, but that's Ryan so much more responsible. Yeah, Ryan Sears is an absolute workhorse. <laughs> um, it it was from Michael Russo, by the way. So oh, uh, that's it's pretty know, good. That's you know that's good. reliable. Mm-hmm. But I oh man. Uh, it really just feels like they're just tearing down. Like, why would you get rid of Matt Dumba? Like, I understand you're going through a rebuild, but he's not. How old is Matt Dumba? 26? Like 25? 20, 25 turning 26, yeah. I, I just don't see where the where the advantage of trading someone like that is. Matt Dumba is 26, yeah. Sorry. I just want to get my leg. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's really tough. Like, he is a heart and soul player of that team. And while he didn't have the best year, I mean, the Wild weren't a good team this year. No, they made not. They made the playoffs strictly based on the fact that it was 24 teams. Yeah. Like, he played 61, 69 games this year, and he chipped in 24 points. To put it into yeah. perspective, he played 32 the year before and put up, 22 points two point difference in double the games and and i look at a team like new jersey who has uh severson no just hear me out hear me (laughs) just hear me out they they have two young defensemen i think they're around the same age in severson severson what's wrong with damon severson okay What's wrong know, with Damon just, Severson? You didn't like know my hate for the oh, New Jersey. I know your hate. I'm not doing this on purpose. I think, it's a, I think it's a comparable. Like, okay, they're not necessarily in the same situation, but they're not thinking about trading Severson or Butcher. 
And I no, feel like we're I, sitting I here talking about Minnesota and they're in a rebuilding stage just like New Jersey. I for sure think Damon Siemens, Damon Severson is not the same as as uh Matt no, Dumba. That's the, that that's I'm not saying he's the same as Matt Dumba. I'm saying that they're both young defensemen who you could potentially like is Damon Severson a top four defenseman? God. Yeah. What do you Jersey, mean no? Yeah, on New Jersey. Oh my god. <laughs> Roam anywhere else, he's playing your bottom pair. Okay, I'm gonna ask Adam. Adam, is David Severson a top four defenseman? I'd say he is, yes. Will Butcher? Uh Will Butcher is. About Will Butcher. Okay, Will what's Matt college. Dumba? What it what what type of defenseman is Matt Dumba from one top to four. six? I say he's a two, in my opinion. I'll say one, but he's not a one. No, he's not, not a, one. a one. I give him max two. I'm putting him middle pair. Fair enough. Okay, so so he's. It sounds like he's very similar to Damon Severson. Okay, he's number four. Do you get the argument I'm I'm saying though? They're not talking about trading the young guys. Don't make me pick though. They both played for the Real Juniors. So let's just put it like this. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here. You look at like a team like Minnesota, and if you're rebuilding, what I would assume in a rebuild is you do not trade your younger guys. You're the guys you would build around. And the problem is, like, I don't know, maybe they look at you can't trade Suter. That, that's not going to happen. How many day, like, like teams, especially right now in the world, are going to take the Jared Spurgeon deal? So maybe, I don't know what Bill Guerin is thinking. Like, it makes sense to trade him if you wanted to now because this is the last year before he has any sort of trade protection. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, young guy. a silly decision in my, in my opinion. Like, I don't I, think I, it makes sense. No, um, but it's Minnesota. They also how, have- how aggressive will they be with the with that like rebuild? Like I know, like they almost traded Zach Parise, but like those are really tough deals. Yeah, trying to trade Parise, I think Andrew Ladd literally was the only player you could trade Parise yeah. for at this point. I don't even think that happens anymore. Like I think, I think Parise was their plan A. But as soon as they got, as soon as that dropped and they got past Joe, Parise is just not an option. It doesn't fit their cap. It just doesn't fit. The, Parise going to the Islanders literally does not fit their cap. They have to re-sign Matt Barzell and Ryan Pulak. I, I guess that's why they try and have to like work it out. Because I believe that was the issue, and that's why like Lad would have to go the other way. But, but still, I mean, Lamorello loves him. Um, a nice 13, mil, 13 year contract because because it, 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 it was supposed to be I remember it was like Wallstrom a first and Andrew Ladd and I guess other pieces as well for Zach Parise that sounds horrible That's a bad trade that's terrible for who both I don't know what I mean you're getting assets if if I'm the wild Minnesota's winning that. Oh yeah, yeah. Over yeah. Wallstrom alone, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take him. But yeah. I don't think, I don't think, like, I don't think Lou's senile to that point. He I almost think. made the trade. The only That's reason it did. I wonder, I wonder where it fell through. Because oh. apparently, because it got out. Oh um, yeah. This isn't the first time that's happened. Apparently. Yeah, the Schneider deal almost didn't happen because he yeah. said, "Oh, if this gets out, then I'm canning it." Did Lamarella. So, yeah. um, also apparently. It's been uh, – I think this is also from Michael Russo. Uh, Koivu is not coming no. back. Apparently, they've informed that's, him not bringing him back. Which that's is, not a surprise. Really? Yeah. New captain. Well, so, they, they, oh, never got a selkie. Which is well, 
Yeah, I mean, I expected that to happen. Go ahead, Alex. Actually. No, my understanding was that he was going to retire. So, Me or too. he was going to wow. go back and play in in uh, Europe. No, I thought Friedman said that he wants to play more. Excuse me. Maybe he changed his mind. We'll see. I mean, how much? How much often do we really get? Well, what is what? What is let? Let's think about it. What is Miko Koivu like? What's What's his I think, potential? Right I think now, now like it's all the team now, really. That's it. Yeah. Honestly, like if I if I was, who's their coach? It's not Dean Evison. Dean Evison yeah, is. is. Yeah. If I was Dean Evison, I probably would have scratched him. So what would have felt go- bad because that's my captain and yeah. a couple million dollars, mm-hmm. but like he's just useless out there. He's a bottom two player. Is, is there a team that goes like I obviously there is a team that goes out and gets him, but well, that's like a thing, though. Like a it's different though. It's not like you're gonna pick him. It's not like you're the Leafs when you pick up Spezza or when you pick up Marlow because he still isn't as skilled as those two were in their in that part of their career. I I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to a bottom end team to fill to fill a role or you something. know I was reading something and I I'm thinking a lot about this, but I think a team that has a lot of potential to pick up those kinds of deals this off season is Detroit because they have a lot of cap room. They yeah. need a lot of guidance. They're going to be terrible. They're not going to come back to anything close. They're not going to be competing for a playoff spot for another two no. to three years. So they can, that's why they can swallow Albatross contracts that, you know, what, what was our Patty Marlowe contractor, anything else in the league, like Parise or anything. Now, Obviously, if you're doing that, Detroit has every more than every right to expect some serious sweeteners for a deal like that. It's different when you're signing a player like Miko Koivu because you don't have to trade him. But if they're if they're gonna try and pick up somebody somebody's junk, then at least you gotta throw a sweetener that way. Listen, I could see a team like Ottawa picking picking Miko Koivu up. I can see fill, that too to fill minutes yeah. and I, like he's a he must be a leader. Like you're you're not a captain for fun. The only reason I don't see with my beloved my beloved senators <laughs> is that our owner doesn't want to spend money. I guess that's true. I guess yeah. Why have a hockey team and spend money? What's what's the point of that? That doesn't make sense. No. But I mean also looking at it though, Minnesota is in a bit of a cap crunch, so you can kind of understand why they're not going to bring them back. Like they're in a cap crunch? Well, they're going to be in a cap crunch. You God. They have two million dollars worth of cap space. <laughs> Do they, they have, have anyone to sign? Yeah, they have to sign Galchenyuk, who I that, think is gone. Yeah. yeah. Kongu, but two big pieces in Luke Cunning and Jordan yeah, Greenway. Let's see. Let's two. see. On top of that, they got to pay Carson Susie, but I don't know about that one. But Cunning and Greenway are both RFAs. Those are your biggest. You got to pay those guys. I think yeah, you, you, but if you let Kalchenyuk and Koivu, we were we, is a safe bet already. That's like ten mil right there. Yeah. Here it says next season they have sixteen million dollars in cap space. Okay, cap friendly. You do wonder space. though, how much do you have to get Brodeen? Because you have to pay that guy. That's Bro- true. Brodeen. Well, that's if you get Brodeen an early extension. I think with a guy like him, like, that's a, a priority for you me. Foundational to. piece, I think. Yeah, he the guy is. If there was a real Norris Trophy for a, as we call it, um, who was the guy from the Ducks, Fulton Reed? I think there so. Was a yeah. For a real defenseman, <laughs> Brody Ian is there with like the likes of of Slavin that should be getting that kind of deal. By the way, 
I just want to spare one thought, like one quick thought for Formula One, because like it's it's been announced that Sergio Perez is leaving Racing Point, and um, that's a, it's safe to assume Vettel's going to get that seat. And I saw someone we were great. We were talking about seats. Haas, maybe I don't. He it's either he has to go there or there's nowhere else for him to go. But Formula One, we'll move on. No, I just wanted to bring that up. So random. I thought you were going to like use this as an analogy for something. So did I. What's wrong with my what's wrong with my my analogies? No, nothing. Because we just clearly, notice protein and Mike, then it's like, oh, I just want to talk to you about Formula One. I think Mike has an issue with your analogies though. I have an issue? Yeah, you you made an issue. You said that you didn't like his analogies. Oh. Oh yeah, I hate your analogies. No offense. No, no offense. I hate the things you do. <laughs> no offense, but everything you say makes me want to blow my ears out. I mean, that just hurts my feelings a bit. <laughs> I like you on the show, and you're like, you know what? No. Um, so if we're going to keep – we actually have a lot with, when it comes to, like, contract talk and that. Uh, it has apparently been confirmed – oh, no, not apparently. It has been confirmed yeah. by Chow Granlin's agent that they will be testing free agency. He didn't rule out a return to Nashville, but um, – and apparently this is, it's been speculated the same will happen with Craig Smith, which is a damn shame. Um, so sad. Sorry? What makes you so sad? It does. It Craig does. Smith to the Habs? It, man, no. Not but, happening. No. Not happening. He, 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 I think he's right-handed, so if you play the wing, I'll take it. Not really. My, um, yeah. But, but, you know, this is, talking to Mikael Granlund, I kind of ignore his time in Nashville because unless your name is Roman Yossi, if you play for the Nashville Predators, you instantly have a down and disappointing. And this, don't forget, this is a, a great two-way guy who can play center and wing. And I wonder what kind of team would look for Granlin. Because we were joking before the show where Alex and I, that Minnesota need a center. I don't think Granlin's going to want to go back there, though. No. I, Mike, I want to throw an idea your way. Okay. You got, so my understanding is you're not a big fan of Ryan Strom as second-line center. Right, Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom. You're not a big fan of Ryan Strom as New no. York Rangers second line no. center. No. What about Mikhail Granlund? Oh, oh boy. Um, that's a tough one because Granlund used to be a pretty decent. Like, yeah, he had a down year, thirty points in sixty three games. In 63 games last year with Minnesota, he had 49. Like, overall, he just had a down year. But he's been a pretty consistent player. Yeah. Until, really, he went to Nashville and just his career just died. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you look at it, he has, he, he's been surrounded by good talent. Mikhail Granlin, I don't know what his issue is, why he can't score. Because, like, here, let me check daily face off. Well, I, I want to see – that entire team has had no. That entire scoring. team cursed the minute Matthew Shane got there. <laughs> like, I always forget how much yeah, Grunland made, and then Cal Turris is also there. Nick Benino. Well, Nick Benino did his They've job. They've been trying to find that second line center uh, for a few years now. Yeah, boarding like Grandland, price centers. Mikhail Grandland was playing second line, right wing, left wing yeah. with Benino and Matthew Shane. No, there you go. God. I don't know because I mean, if you think about it, like that would be good for the Rangers. Like it's I an mean, improvement over Ryan Strom, and and Strom's I mean, a, an RFA. I'm thinking, yeah, traded. I'm thinking Ryan Strom had a good year, 
because he played on a line with Artemi Panarin. Like, that's just yeah. going to happen if you're playing on that line. He's the only one that drove that bloody offense anyways. Um, but – Is it the Tyler Bozak effect? No, I take it. It's just it's – a, it's a real gamble if you want to throw him in the middle. It is a real gamble to throw him in the middle. It's almost like, honestly, like I would throw Philip Heedle on that second line center along with Chris Kreider and then uh, – um, what's his face? Mikhail Granlund or Artemi Panarin, depending uh, – for Chris Kreider, depending on what they want to rule with this year. Right. Because no offense, I'm not betting on Chicago to get amazing yet. And, and let's not forget, you guys have the first overall pick. Lafreniere is going to – that's why I'm thinking. Lafreniere can stay on the third line to start off. That's why you can move Heedle up to the second. Yeah. I know everything about hockey. Like, that should be a <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yo, um, Mike knows everything about hockey. Right, you know what? Guys, let's leave. Let's leave Mike to do the show by himself. I, for context, I always text these guys whenever we're saying – talking anything about hockey i will just throw in there i'm like and yeah guys just so you know i know everything about hockey like don't <laughs> test my knowledge i i just know everything <laughs> um, and then the real question here is what about craig smith uh, an what is craig smith that's i think let's answer that is he 4.5 million a year worth it is he worth it He's the type of guy that, like, <laughs> somebody gets he's 30 now. 4.25, and he's 31, and I've never heard of this guy up until, like, the last few years. He's good. He's a fine middle six player, in my opinion. I mean, there's teams who will pay for that. I, I, to be honest, I would not be surprised if they end up re-signing Craig Smith. And I know – they, they're the team that's been looking for scoring. And I know he's not a scorer, but... I was going to say, Alex, I mean, 31 points. Yeah, I you, know he's not a scorer, but... Chip in there, uh, but... Who are you going to replace Craig Smith with on that team? Uh, Alex Galchenyuk. <laughs> Austin Watson. No. No. No, really... Uh, I'm not going to lie. You gave me a lot more for Craig Smith than I thought you were going to give me. I think he goes to Colorado like but for less t- money. Okay. Because he, I think Automatic he wants to money. win. He is not getting 4.2. What is he making? 4.25? No. He's not getting that on yeah. the open market. I'm sorry. Like the, the market, I, I think, has changed. Like we're talking about, and, and we'll bring this guy up later, we're talking about goalies you think would get big contracts getting – uh, you don't even it, – it doesn't even make sense. Okay, so what do you think he's going to get? What Less than he's four. He's getting ma- like three million, three and a half max. Yeah, I can see that. Like he can't – he's not making that what he's making now or more. But don't I forget. Do- huh? Oh. Oh, wow. Mike disconnected. Oh, wow. That sucks. What? I'm right oh, here. Oh, you disconnected for a second. <laughs> what? No, no, you You froze. You froze. Oh, okay. So what were you saying? I heard you guys saying that. I was like, what? Like, what, what were you saying, Mike? Free agency is where you overpay. But the market's not, clearly not the same this year. Everyone's There's betting no on- such thing as a market come free agency day, man. It's just throw money everywhere. Not everyone's Jim Benning. <laughs> not everyone's Jim Benning. <laughs> Jim Rutherford. Was- Remember or ben, Jim Matt, Rutherford. Hun- Matt Hunwick contract? Brandon Tanev. I'm sorry. Not <laughs> Jack Johnson, years. how are you? Wait, what was the Hunwick deal, Daniel? 
That was like what over three million. Was it? No, it were like yeah. it was like basically swapped Ron Hainsey for Matt Hunwick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Well, we'll talk about Jim Benning later. Don't worry. Man, is he just fun? Are you cold, Adam? What? Are you cold? It is pretty cold. Oh. I got my one piece shirt too. Oh, what a nice shirt. What? A, and that's my YouTube. <laughs> and if you want to see that shirt and everything else we're wearing. Check out the YouTube portion or the YouTube version of the show. It's great. You can see our beautiful faces. I have not shaved, but I have to for my surgery. You see uh, Mike with his lovely hat. You see Daniel with his lovely hat. Alex, you can see a picture that Alex is still not hung up after about a year and a half. Um, and now, now, now Mike's got his lovely hair. You love to see it. Look at that. Uh, I need the, a the Matt Hunwick was uh, three years, 2.25. Oh, and this is the la- this is the last year of it. A okay, another bit of signing news. We can t- or not news, but speculation. Apparently, it looks like Leonard is trying. Or sorry, Vegas and Leonard are looking at a long term deal. I, are, you, are you looking at the one I sent you? The article I sent you guys. Um, I, who sent it to me first, Alex? Me, you me. did. Or, I have no idea. Because I know. Because clearly, I know everything about hockey. I was gonna say, shut up. No, I was just. <laughs> I was. Uh, what happens? I was. I got that article and I was giving it to all the insiders that oh, were lying. Oh yeah. First. Yeah, yeah. I know all everything insiders. about hockey. Oh. Screw you, Alex. <laughs> okay. Here's how this really happened, right? I'll be on Twitter. I will see a piece of news and I'll screenshot it. Right? I'll, be, I'll work on this later. And about five, ten minutes after I see it, either Mike or Alex or both of them will then send it to me and be like, whoa, I'm like, I know. We just, we're just ferociously debating it. or Clearly, we need a group chat because we, we send each other the same things. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And then, but then, like, Daniel's the best because then he'll, like, throw a Star Wars meme and it's like, you're- <laughs> it's like, yeah, Luke, Ray Skywalker sucks. Woo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Leonard and Vegas are looking at an official, uh, sorry, a deal, a long-term deal, because thank God Leonard can finally get a bit of pay here. And if this is indeed what is reported, it'd be five years at five mil per, we have a first sort of um, a, a set market for goalies, because this offseason is rich with goalies. Um, Markstrom and Leonard would be at the top of that list. I think we can agree on, guys. Um, and here's what I want to ask, because I think we can all agree that's a great signing for Vegas. And what does it mean for Mark? a great deal. What did you say, 5.5? 5, 5, 4, plus. 5. So 5, five. Million in 5 years. Yeah, it says 5 uh, by 5 million plus. So. Who is it from? That's where Jesse Granger. That is, yeah, yeah. Jesse Granger's like their best writer for the, for the Golden Knights. But that's just insane. Okay, that so seems like a low AAV. Yeah. No, it's a low AAV, but it's ridiculous unless you get rid of Mark Andre. Because then you have thirteen million tied up in goalies. Of course, of course, yeah. You know, no one wants to have you know over thirteen million for their goalies for a tandem for multiple years. For multiple years, let's be clear: multiple years. <laughs> we just we'll have a couple of a couple of free agents to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, I I'm I'm not sure if you guys have been on Leafs Twitter. Mike probably hasn't because he's. No, I'm on Sense Twitter. He's, he's on. Guy. He's on hashtag Sense Twitter. Like the ten guys who are a part of that. Um, they're talking about Mark Andre Fleur. Pardon? All the insiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the insiders. No fans. Uh, Tweeting to absolutely no one. 
Eric Bratcham appreciation page. Um, they were talking about Mark Andre Fleury to the Leafs. I'm like, screw no. you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Screw this was 10 years ago. you. Okay, well, here's what I want to ask you guys. Um, yeah, Leonard's a great – I only – like, the story and the talking point isn't Leonard getting – that's a great deal. Yeah. Um, you're happy for Leonard. That's, like, whatever. Okay, I'm, like, seriously. Great I, deal I, for both sides. Yeah. He deserves a long-term deal. He yeah. deserves it. And – but what I want to ask you guys is, so on the Blackhawks, who were crap in their own end, um, this year, Robin Leonard, 16, 10, and 5, with a amazing for that team, a 918 save percentage – and then in 13 playoff games for the Golden Knights, four shutouts, a 924 save percentage, right? If he can get that type of deal, and he is a year younger than the goalie I'm about to mention, what does that do to a possible deal for Jacob Markstrom? Uh, I think that's the ballpark for yeah, Jacob Markstrom. It's the market like that. Yeah. Is there any way? But apparently, I, but uh, apparently, to know it all, Mike over here, there's no market on. Uh, unless like agency. someone offers like Braden Holt, like eight point five. <laughs> if someone offers so Braden, like the Sabers or something, <laughs> or so the Flames. No, but I was gonna say the Sabers, but they they can be that bad without having money. <laughs> Imagine being that bad as a hockey team. And still having nothing. All right. Well, we'll, they actually have money next year. Never mind. Okay, they have a lot of money next year. Right. I hope they. they sp- I hope they spend it on Villy Leno and whatever the not, hell that guy's we're name. We're not is. talking about the Buffalo Sabres. Oh my God, they have so <laughs> many. Never mind. Okay, l- let's go, Adam. Uh, back to Markstrom. Listen, I think if Leonard signs between five years, five. Uh, for five years between five and six, I wouldn't be surprised if Markstrom gets the same type of money. Unless he hits free agency. Then it's who... who oh, my God. Then he's going to get, like, freaking six million. Like, I would Yeah. And at that point, if he does touch free agency, take Vancouver out of the equation. No, because Vancouver. I don't think they're going to be able to afford it. Vancouver has $17 million in cap space for this coming season, but they also got to get to Foley, of course. To Foley is $28, 4600000 million. What is his ballpark? Between six and seven, probably. Honestly, I'm thinking six. Yeah. So when you factor in that, Vertan and Mott need new deals. Next year's Pedersen's last year. Should we talk about Should we talk about Vancouver now? If we're talking about Markstrom, then we got to talk about that. I have some great quotes from Jim Benning. Before we do, though, I do want to ask Daniel one question before we move on. If this does happen, this specific deal for Robin Leonard, yeah, we just talked about that does mean Mark Andre Fleury is probably on the way out. And uh, let's be honest. The whole situation with himself and Alan Walsh and the sword picture probably didn't help really. Yeah, that, that doomed him, I think. Um, where would you guys, all of you are free to quickly say a little word here on it. Um, then where, starting with you, Daniel, could you see a Marc-Andre Fleury landing? And do you think it would be pre or post goalie free agent rush, like a draft deal or something? I think it depends on what kind of happens to him. Like, I don't know if Vegas could trade that contract fully. They might have to take back money. Yeah. Or they just might buy him out. I don't know. Um, 
honestly, I could see him going to Colorado. In a you way, know? yeah, like it's he's a bit of an older guy, but he's he's been consistent. You know, even when like he has these off games, like th- I think the amount of criticism that's giving to him or like the scrutiny he's under, it's just it's a short leash because you know you're in it to win the cup like so like if you mess up one game you're out so i think that he could fit in colorado like if it's like a really low cap hit you know it's i think it's an upgrade over philip grubauer flurry has had injury problems before but i think last few years he's been in vegas he's been consistent like he's played a lot so then daniel my my question would be who's going what goalie goes back in that trade because a goalie's going back in that trade. Is mm-hmm. it Francis who has two more years or Grubauer who would be a UFA at the end of next season? I don't I actually don't know. It might I I don't know. It might be Francis. I know that he has the term, but I think it's just in terms of where Vegas is at with their cap, that that's what goes the other way. He would I, I would I would say agree with Francis because if it's it's two years starting next year is the extension, right? Yeah. Fleury has two years at seven million after this, so it would. You know how how GMs are kind of weird with that. If I'm going to give up a second for a certain year, that in my return I need to have a fourth because they want to balance the mm-hmm. to make sure they have a pick. And like I'm sure they would like to line up the sort of term of the deals. So I, I think Mike. What about you, Mark Andre Fleury? I think it's a really tough situation because. I feel bad for Marc Andre because at the same time he's gone through the last two years, um, or like the last like his 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 outro with Pittsburgh wasn't the way it should have gone. Like he was he was their starter, and then you know he had one bad game, and then they threw Murray back in for the rest of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and now you know Flurry was apparently reportedly like in the dark all year until randomly they just. He goes on his phone one day and sees that they bring in Robin Leonard and get rid of Subin. And, I mean, at, at they, they keep telling, like, apparently the rumors are that they kept telling Flurry that, you know, this is purely just for goalie depth. You are our starter. And then Leonard proceeded to play 12 games. And then he's their starter for the play-in, or for the playoffs. So, I don't know. I feel bad. Um I really like Marc Andre Fleury. There's, he's literally one of the most like not one of the most likable players. I think we can all agree with that, right? Yeah. And maybe not after uh, that picture. Well, I don't forget what Ryan Reeves said about the um the boycott stuff and how we talked to Fleury in like <laughs> yeah. earlier hours, and that was after the sword thing. But yeah, he's. I just, I just think it's so difficult now because you have, you have two really good goalies and yeah Mark Andre had a a down year it wasn't a terrible year by any means I don't think and now he's I mean he had a 0.905 save save percentage this year in 49 games played that's pretty good I'd like to think for his age and the way he plays too like yeah that butterfly and I get it he has a good defense in front of him so he's supposed to be a good goalie and 905, now that I think of it, isn't good, <laughs> isn't great. It's okay. It's like more from a starter. But at the same time, like, Mark andre now is it's an unceremonious end, I think. I think he's done. No, you're wrong. I think he is done with the Golden Knights, both from his side and their side. So it's just a matter of when they ship him out. Mm-hmm. But it's just – it's 
I don't know. I don't know who you're going to bring in for that because it's so difficult to move an albatross of a contract like that because he's making $7 million a year as a 35-year-old <clears throat> with a modified no-trade clause. That Is it a 35-plus contract? Nope, it's a modified no-trade clause. So there's no 35-plus on it? No, because he signed this before he was 35. Okay. He's just turned 35. Okay. So that's why it's 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 a it's a tough contract to move. Yeah, seven million dollars is not an easy contract to move. That's why I wonder what team needs that kind of goaltending depth. I have a couple. It's really tough because no, not only that, but if you're going to trade Mark Andre Fleury, you need to get a goalie back for the most part. I'd like to think. Do you though? Well, because I know. I think there's a very deep. What do you goaltender. do as a team if you have millions in goalies and then you bring in a seven million dollar goalie? To put it into perspective, like the Leafs, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't bring in Mark Andre Fleury, but just as a biased example, I'm gonna use him. How the hell are you going to bring in Mark Andre Fleury when you already have Freddie making however many sheets he's making? Oh, there's no way that contract is traded, and no, there's salary. There, there has to be salary retention. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It, it's not even. It's not even a question. I don't. I, so unless I don't you want to get him to like, unless you want to move him to a team that has like a fledgling goalie that isn't good, like Montreal or or something. <laughs> 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 I'm not even gonna acknowledge it. <laughs> but like the guys on Steve Dango podcast just called it the best tandem in the league, so I'm just gonna, I'm, I'll allow them to speak for themselves on that deal. Good Chris Kreider's licking his chops. All right, okay. but well, no, but how about but what about a team like Edmonton and Calgary, who are both have no. I, I'd argue, like, I don't know what their goaltending situation is because they couldn't even, like, Riddick wasn't even starting in the playoffs and Miko Koskinen is your starter? Yeah, but it's also tough because those teams have money to move or don't have money to – well, I don't know about – I'm looking at Edmonton right now. Edmonton is $11 million this year. They got to pay uh, – well, Mike Smith's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So realistically, it's feasible if you do that. With retained salary. With retained salary because you have Mike Green retiring. It's 2.6 off the books. You got to re-sign Matt Benning. You got to re-sign Ethan Bear. Yeah. And then you got to re-sign. Then it's a bunch of other fringe players like Riley Shin, Tyler Ennis, um, Andreas Athanasiu. But as a team, you have no no offense already. So it's not like you can go away without – so yeah, if you're gonna do that, then you have to bite the bullet on like like then Vegas has to bite the bullet on some of that salary. But at the same time, though, like what do the Oilers have that they can give up for that? Because you got to give a sweetener if you're gonna do that. Because if you're trading for him, what are you gonna trade to get Mark Andre from the Oilers? You mean from Vegas? Sorry, from the Vegas. What's what are the Oilers gonna trade to get Mark Andre? I don't know. They have a goalie spot if they don't sign Mike Smith again, which is honestly I think is going to happen. You but then you have four point five in Miko Koskinen. Do you, as the Edmonton, I have no doubt in my mind that the Edmonton Oilers would be more than competent and and happy to spend eleven and a half million dollars on goalies because Chirelli woke up one day and said, "Let's give Koskinen four and a half," but. But uh, yeah, like they have to. Edmonton has to get a goalie. It's 
not a question. Like, yeah, I, of I course. Don't think Koskinen's I don't, enough. No, I know Koskinen is not enough, but it's just what do you do to get there? The same thing goes with with Calgary. I mean, big save Dave apparently isn't big save Dave. Cam Talbot is well, he's Cam Talbot. The only difference is that they have like they have sixteen million dollars in cap space, but you gotta sign guys like Manchapani and yeah. your literally your entire defense. Like literally yeah. your entire defense that isn't named Mark Giordano or Noah Hannafin or Rasmus Anderson because you just right. signed him. Right, so, right, right. Like it's really difficult for both of those teams. I don't see Mark Andre being able to go there because first off, you have so many players to sign and what are you gonna give up? Hey, um, I can see Calgary being able to get Mark Andre more than I can see um, Edmonton strictly on a trade perspective of what kind of assets you can give up. Because outside of McDavid and Drysidle, I really because those are untouchable. Yeah, who the hell are you going to give up? That's like worth it. Adam Larson, you need him on D. That's true. All right. Um, one thing for sure, though, if Leonard is re-signing in Vegas, it is going to just make this goaltending market even more interesting than already. Very. I'm very, I'm very, very interested because Robin Leonard seems to really like it there. And honestly, like I said, these guys are people too that he wants to put down roots. It's just unfortunate that he's been bouncing on back-to-back one-year deals every year for yeah. a, a player that was. Did he win the Vesna? I'm pretty sure he won that Vesna. No, he was a finalist. Jennings. What? I believe they won. He won the Jennings. Did he not? He, he, yeah, Last he won the Jennings in the Masterton. Yeah, he won the Jennings with uh, with Grace. New York. Yeah. yeah. Why the hell don't you bring him back? It's just it's weird that two teams just randomly just gave up on him to the point now where this team doesn't want to give up on him, but they're in such a tough situation. That's why it's just such a messy situation. Yeah. And then when you have a freaking agent like Alan Walsh, it doesn't make life easier. No. No, no he doesn't. All right. Well, Alex. Yeah, Benning, Mr. Uh, Mr. Free Agency, I think we can call him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got some major quotes here. Mm-hmm. And this is all about their cap situation, right? This was all from yesterday okay. on different things. I asked you, like, we were talking about this, and I was like, you know what? You almost told me. I said, no, 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 no. We got to wait for the show because I bet this is juicy. So let's start with this one. Benning said he spoke to Markstrom's agent yesterday. Uh, We'll continue to talk this week. Want to get a deal done that makes sense for both sides. I believe they still aren't very close, but it's negotiation season. Okay. (laughs) So. Jeez. It just seems messy, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay. this is a quote from Jim Benning about Jake Furtanen. I thought he worked hard, worked and competed hard in the playoffs. He scored that big goal for us in game six. To be perfectly honest with you, I was expecting more from Jake in the playoffs. And then there's another quote. Benning says that he might have to move on from some players, even younger players, and maybe try to recover some draft picks. So Hoover is such an interesting game. Uh, and he's not moving first and second round picks to move out money. So you, so you, so you just said moving young guys and re-recuperating picks, sorry? He said Benning, 
Benning says that he might have to move on from some players, even younger players, and maybe try to recover some draft picks. AKA the first they traded for JT Miller. That's 20th yeah. now, I think, in the draft. And and move on from young players. And was remind me this, um, guys, who was the young player that was rumored to be getting moved from Vancouver a few weeks ago? Rock. And Rock Besser. Besser. Yeah, those fake news. Apparently that was what Donald Trump calls fake news. It was fake news. I don't know, man. Like, look, Vancouver is in such a unique situation where the incompetence by this owner or this uh, general manager has led to them doing the complete opposite of the Leafs. Instead of, hey, let's tie so much money into our top six. No, let's tie – so much money into our bottom six. Mm-hmm. You're paying Louis Erickson $6 million, you scumbags. You deserve it. But at the same time, what the hell are you going to move? Like, you have JB. So let, let me put it into perspective. You have $12 million across Erickson, Roussel, and Jay Beagle. You have oh to re-sign God. Jake Vertanen. Tyler Mott, I don't think, is coming back. Really? Uh, how much? It's, he's making nine seventy-five. And how so, much do you think he's gonna? How what type of raises? That's Tyler how capped I, so capped I think this team is that they can't even afford to give this guy one. Can, can I, you, I just want to ask each of you because you brought up three names: Roussel, Beagle, and Erickson, which are the, like the notorious garbage deals here. Okay, I'm going to ask each of you a question regarding a player here. Okay. Okay. Tanner Pearson, 3.75. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll find okay. Keep going, keep going. I want, I want to hear you. Okay, Alex, I'll start with you. Yeah. In 10 playoff games, how many points did Louis Erickson have? Zero. Okay. You're correct. Yeah. Daniel, in, <laughs> in 17 playoff games – how many points did Jay Beagle have? Two. He had two. <laughs> oh. Now, Mike, in 17 playoff games, how many points did Antoine Roussel have? How many playoff games? 17? Yes. Four. He had four. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I told you I know everything about hockey. Oh <laughs> between God. those three players, how much money is it again? Twelve million. Twelve million dollars for six points. <laughs> Damn it! I mean, I get it. It's one result was a thorn on on in player sides and was so annoying out okay. there. Oh my God! Guys. You remember how they kept cutting to him trying to mess with Robin Leather? And Letter had a bunch of shutouts in this series. And it was like, oh, it's Roussel trying to get into their heads. And Letter just didn't care. Or how he was trying to challenge Ryan Reeves. Like, you oh, know. Hugged him and got a major? <laughs> I don't understand how he got a major for that. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And I hate player safety. And that was by far the dumbest thing I've ever seen. $10 million for four points and, and the game misconduct. What are you doing? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my, Mike brought up Tanner Pearson before at 3.75. I really do think there's a market for Tanner Pearson. I think so, too. After the year he had. 
I don't know if you agree, but I agree. They can get something for him. Yeah, Tanner Pearson. Yeah. Even if yeah. you get, even if you get a pick, the fact that they got a valuable piece in Tanner Pearson for Erica Branson, you know, is bravo. Jim Tanner Brady. Pearson, twenty-seven points, sixty-nine games. I mean, like, I mean, Brennan Leipzig seemed to like him. Wait, wait, say that again, Mike. No, Brennan oh, no. Leipzig. Leipzig. No, Brandon Leipzig. The, the again. Who's that? No, he he's been retconned. Banished to Russia. No, Mike, I think, you, I think you said Tanner Pearson at 27 points. I think you mean penalty minutes. He had 45 points. Sorry, yes, yes. I'm. Oh my God. Clearly, I'm Mike, not. Mike, that that's that changes everything. He had 45 points in 69. I can't believe I can't believe you didn't know that off the top of your head. I thought you knew everything. This is very. He's just testing us. Just to see if we're paying attention. Exactly. I want to see if you're paying okay. attention. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll play that game. But I, I, I think that's a guy who's tradable. Mm-hmm. Listen, Vancouver this year has $17 million. Okay. Yeah, in cap space. You have to sign Tyler Toffoli is your priority. He's $6 million. I'm pretty sure Jacob Markstrom is your priority. Yeah, that too. I don't. Like, no, but I think honestly, man, I think they're done with him. You like, think I, so? You think they're gonna two, ride with Dak. two or three games from Thatcher Demko change their opinion? That's because- literally how incompetent I think Vancouver's management is. <laughs> and don't think, don't tell me you're you'd be surprised by that because you, you can't. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised because back in April the feeling was that they didn't even trust Thatcher Demko. Like, it was automatic they are bringing Jacob Markstrom back. That's what but it felt then like. You, but then looking ahead, you got to be careful because you can't give too much money away. Absolutely. Because the next year you – is because next – this coming year, you can give Pedersen his, his raise. You can give it to him. You can extend him early. If you're Jim Benning and uh, day one of free agency comes, if you are not on the phone – with both Pedersen and Hughes agents, you have failed at your job. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Quinn Hughes guy. I guess he's kind of good. <laughs> you mean Calder winner? Future Calder winner, Quinn Hughes? Yeah, he's decent. Decent. Decent guy. <laughs> no, the, big, the biggest free agent they have, man, Oscar Fansenberg. You got to bring that guy back. Is it the WA that votes on the Calder? The what? The yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, the Paraki writers. Okay, right. They don't know everything, by the way. They think they do, but they're not me. I should be there. When you're there, you are, yeah. Mike's the only person allowed to vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come to me to ask me for my vote, and whatever I say is what they vote. My vote is with my vote is with Quinelli. Are there um? By the way, are there any more Benning quotes? Uh, I don't have any more funny ones. Oh my god! Just look at the internet. You can find them all over the place. Unfortunately, I don't have any more Jim, Jim Benning quotes. Jim Benning, funny quotes. Jimothy Benning. <laughs> best, um, the best quote so far from Jim Benning's tenure. Um. Oh God, these are all embedded tweets. I don't. I don't want to read that. I. I don't. No, I do not. Oh, these are all old too. What? What about? By the way. Because this guy's only had one real season of professional hockey, a.k.a. pro level in the AHL. Um, 
And Daniel, why don't you introduce him, the possible backup goalie, or is this guy even ready? And world junior star. You know, I, for that alone, I love the guy. <laughs> He's not ready. Who? Mikey Di Pietro. Oh, Michael Di Pietro. No. I just thought I'd lay that up for you. I don't know. Mem Cup winner. People kind of got yeah from that too. They got got too hyped up for him, but you know he's that guy that don't throw him into the fire so early. They already did it once. I that's, know, that's and it was bad. Yeah, that was emergency though. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he, the team looked like garbage in front of him. Yeah, his save, his goals against average in his two games like seven point oh. Listen, I think you, he could be good. It's just it's take the Thatcher Demko approach for that guy. Like just keep him in the minors. Yeah, you're not. If if you let Markstrom walk, it's not like oh, Mikey DiPiercio is your next guy up. Like I mean, I don't trust Louis Deming. Louis Deming's an option, I guess. But but you most definitely can go check out this goalie market, which is rich with one B type guys. I see like Anton Hudobin going to. Well, oh, he's going to command a lot of money, yeah. especially after the run Dallas have had. That guy's going to make a lot of money. Poor Ben Bishop. Well, is he? I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Is Ben Bishop unfit to play, or is Ben because Ben Bishop wasn't even on the bench? I know Jake. He Ottinger, was, yeah, yeah, Jake Ottinger. He's injured. That's it. He's injured because right? he was dealing with an injury throughout the is playoff. That, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, like he was unfit to play, like even coming back, right. and it was because of an injury. And then apparently he he renagged that injury when he came back again. So okay, but Makes like sense. even even if like you don't trust him right now. Um, I think he's going to be like, if he is able to play, you still put him on the bench ahead of Ottinger. Yeah. So oh yeah. He must be injured. Like look what Austin and Vlader. Vlader, like poor guy. God. First good chance against him in his career. Braden Point breakaway undresses the poor kid. Like, what are you going to do about that? Um. I like Jake Ottinger, man. Sure. I like I him because like I like college hockey, and he was a good college hockey player. It, and you love to see goalies in the first round. Is he Me, a nice guy? Aria. Is he He's a nice fun. guy? Would I get a beer with him? Definitely. Okay. That's what that's what uh, classifies mm. a good hockey player. If you get a beer with him? If he's good on the to... ice and you'd get a beer with him. Dude, you went to BU. I like BU. Oh, so Brian Berg loves that guy. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll Brian go... Whitney loves that guy. Is he, he? No, was it Boston? Is it Boston College at Burke? He's a big guy. I think it is. I think I he's BC or BU. All I know is that Ryan Whitney likes Jake Ottinger because Ryan Whitney went to BU. All right. Okay. Um, before we talk into each specific series here, actually, no, no, we will we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. Let's start with um the Eastern game. We had um we've had one game between the Islanders and Tampa Bay. Smacking. And it was, um, like, the, oh, the Islanders' defense. What? what? so good. Hold on, hold on. So what Colorado did to the Coyotes was, like, like the Coyotes shouldn't be here. They Like, there's leaving your goaltender out to dry, and then there's just leaving him in the middle of the Sahara Desert with not, without a single drop of water. That's what the Coyotes <laughs> did to poor Darcy Camper. But when <sighs> you get to the Eastern Conference Finals – and you are known as a you know the, this defensive juggernaut as the Islanders. I don't know how you can make any excuses as to losing eight to two. I can give you some excuses. Okay. Um, I don't agree with them. They're just excuses. 
Okay, let's talk about let's talk about travel because now, of course, the, the Toronto bubble has been abandoned. The, uh, the the conference finals and the cup finals are now in Ed, are in Edmonton. So the cup can never be in Toronto. Sorry, because the cup can never be in Toronto. It's, it's always uh, have you been to the Hockey Hall of Fame? It's always in Toronto. Big What's cup? that joke that Eberle is in the conference finals in Edmonton, but forty? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's funny. Uh, I love that. Reinstrom, lovely guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the excuse was made, and I think Chris Johnson was on Hockey Central talking about it. That well, Justin Bourne was big on this one, of course. So it was only yeah, because he's an Islander fan, but he's yeah. normally pretty straight with us. Is Tampa Bay got to the bubble 19 days before the Islanders, and the difference was Hours. 10 days. 19 hours. That's what I said. You said days. You said days. You said days. 19 hours. Hours. We got there before the Islanders. That's okay, yeah. They had been resting. They finished their series in five. And the Islanders had to go seven against Philly because they just couldn't close out the the, 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 Yeah. I couldn't close the deal. So so let's just get this out uh, the way. How about beat the the Flyers? I don't know. Like in less than seven. You were up three to one. I, I don't see – I don't understand the – okay, travel, fine. I'll give them the travel thing, but Tampa traveled 19 hours before, and I get the jet lag thing. I fully understand the jet lag thing. But before we even got into the bubble, and as soon as we entered the bubble, the biggest thing that, that the guys in the East were talking about is that – the players in the East are going to have an advantage because when they move to the bubble, they're the Edmonton bubble, they're going to be in a new bubble. While the guys in Edmonton were going to have to stay in their bubble for three or four months straight. So I'm, are we walking ourselves back here or what's the case? I don't know, man. Again, this is game one. Um, absolutely, absolutely. But we're just going over the excuses that were being thrown out. <laughs> I, no, I, I, listen, I, I, I fully agree that travel is one reason, a, a very minute reason that they lost. But to lose 8-2 and to tell me that travel is the reason you lost 8-2 is, is not is, is blatantly incorrect. Wait, wait. So by, by the way, did the Islanders themselves actually say anything, or was this just the media, by the way? Because it just feels I don't think Barry Trotz is going to come out and say. No, it was the media. Barry Trotz is on. It was the media and their lovely fans. Okay. The Eggman is not an excuse maker. He's mm-hmm. he's a doer. The Eggman. That's a new one. You got the Eggman. That's <laughs> the funniest video by Tree. <laughs> Oh. I didn't make up the name. I'm not trying to poke fun at, at Barry Trotz. Like you you like I didn't you. make up the name. It's just it's <laughs> such a name after I watched you. <laughs> it's Eggman from Sonic, and he's like an evil genius. Come on. Being the Eggman's cool. Who doesn't love Sonic? Mr. Eggman had, like, had the oh, robot. Is Braden Point Sonic in this situation? Oh, is he? He's back. Ooh, baby. <laughs> that guy's definitely my favorite TBL player. He's so good. He's so good. Oh, you got to mention something before we move forward about well, Braden just, Point. Just say, just say, say it, Daniel. It, say it, Daniel. Uh, Real yeah. Junior Captain wow. Braden Point. What year was that? That was 2014 when they finished sixth. Oh. But so it sounds is, like he's not a good leader. Therefore, he should not be paid $6, six million. 
right? Screw because he's not a good leader, and I, that means he shouldn't be paid that type that, of money. I right? remember that year was called the team of captains. Every like OHL captain was on the real junior team. Wow. No, what, now that you said that, I'm going to search up that team. 2014, 2014, you said, sir? Wait, Mike, why don't you already know that? Because I know everything about the <laughs> NHL. I didn't, <laughs> when, we're not, when we're not good, I don't care about them. Because I remember that year. Oh, yeah. So we had, that, that must mean you don't know much about the Leafs because they're rarely good. No, man. Our ca- the captain of that 2014 team was terrible. Um, I'm looking at Braden Point's thingies. He played in 2015 and 2016. Unfortunately, Daniel cannot. Daniel cut out. Just lie. Yeah, he's just been stuck like that for oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to screenshot where it's. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> what do you mean Stamkos isn't going to play in, in the conference finals? <laughs> Is it me? Like, so Braden Point, he's at, we're going to talk about maybe our con Smythe guys for each team in a minute here. But, I mean, the guy, he, not only does he have just the wicked points, 23 points in 14 games, he got the, the, um, the game winner in that wicked long, like, five overtime game against Columbus. He got the goal in game five that eliminated them. He, again, he undressed later with that wicked goal. He is, he's become, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, like, let's have this debate while we're waiting for Daniel. Has he just sort of been like, hey, Steven Stamkos, move over? Yeah. He's almost made the fact that they're missing Steven Stamkos. Unfortunately, yes. No one is watching this and thinking, man, what if Tampa had Stamkos right now? Which is insane to think. That's how good Brayton Point is. Yeah. I mean, it's a thought that comes across my mind because I think this team would be even deadlier than it already is. Daniel was wrong. It was 2016. You were right. We were terrible that year. Well, when he comes back, uh, you will. Like- no, no, no. I'm getting. I'm telling you right now. We we had, we were terrible. No, no. When he come when he comes back, you got to tell him. We had Matthew Barzal, Mitch Marner, Dylan Strome, and they still lost. Lawson Krause, Travis Konechny, Julian yeah. Gauthier. Oh, net. Mackenzie Blackwood. Oh wow! Okay. Montembeau, Mason okay. McDonald, Tomas Chabot, Travis Dermott. The better Hayden Flurry. Oh, so that must have been oh yeah, then so was that the year you said Shabbat? So that's the year before they lost to the States in the finals then, because Shabbat played then too. And he like yeah. fifty minutes when they lost. Okay. Oh all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the year Finland one? Yeah, that was in Helsinki. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um Daniel's coming on soon. Do we want to so, wait for Just quickly. Julian Brisebois looks like an absolute genius. For what? For the like his depth for the contract. Oh, for Braden. Oh yeah. He looks like a absolute genius, and it's not even a question. What is it? Three years at six point two. I'll get cap friendly up right now. Yeah. Actually, I'm already on cap friendly, so because I I need to know everything about. Oh, uh, Dan, Dan Daniel just sent a message. Daniel sent a message. Also, my mistake. It was 2016 World Juniors with Point as captain. Please, yeah. So, what were you saying about Point? Uh, it's three years, six point two five. Seven five. Oh, six seven five. I apologize. Come on. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Did he put his sorry? Did he put his number in there? Just I don't know. <laughs> oh my. God. I'm so, like, my bad. I, I forgot. We don't have a petty father. <laughs> Kane, like Evander. It's such a nasty deal. Um, okay, I, 
I really need to go to the washroom. Okay, so we'll just pause it. Yeah, let's just pause it. No. It's all right, Daniel. You don't have to correct yourself. Daniel made it. Sorry, Alex. Dan- Mike, Mike made it very clear that you were wrong about the world. Gene. I know. It was 2016. My apologies. It was after they were. I know. All right. Um, the Still I- affecting my world junior love. See. Mm-hmm. Um, world juniors, I guess. Whatever. Like we'll just move. Oh, sorry. I meant to say the island. Like, if we talked about this series, we'll we'll check. We'll, I won't be. Able, you guys will check back on it later. They play game two tonight. Last keep it's all good. You just do a thumbs up on the video. Just come in like swelling ice back around my head. No, good job, man. You love to see it. Uh, other series: the Western Conference Finals. Dallas were up one nothing, but they lost last night. Um, another shutout for Robin Leonard, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was great. After Flurry got the starting game one, wasn't his fault. They lost. Um, well, they lost so. Spare, spare me a thought, a penny for your for your thought on this series. Dallas are boring. Luckily, Vegas gave us a bit of excitement last night. And um, yeah. I guess we'll start with Mike because I don't know what – you're like zoomed in very close to the camera here, so I'll, I'll call you out. What do you think of this series? Dallas? Yeah. I think they suck. <laughs> no, no. My money, my money to win the cup is on Vegas, so – and do, do you mean that literally? Because I know you are a better. <laughs> I was about to say. Wait, do I have anything in my bet three six five account? I gotta look now. Oh, I do. Betting on the game tonight. Or tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, tonight. Yeah. No, no, I mean Vegas. Oh, tomorrow. Sorry. Outright winner to win the series. I love them too much. They're so good. They're they're the team of destiny. Man, it, it be, I can't wait to see people complain about Vegas winning because like, oh, the NHL gave them a good team. What a dumb comment. Win a cup in their third year and just make everyone else look terrible. I I saw someone talk about how they didn't the the fans haven't suffered. I'm like, are you dumb? Suffering's literally the worst part. No. Yeah, the worst part. Like, what do you want? An Atlanta Thrasher situation where, like, it's all suffering? Devil's advocate here. Let's be honest. When the Leafs win the cup, you three are going to be elated because of the pain that you have endured. But you're going to be elated either way. The big, if the if the the night if the Knights won if the in their first year, you're telling me that the, their fans wouldn't be happy. No, I'm not saying that. But okay, I, so they're going to be happy either way. Why go through the pain if you can have happiness? Because if you just, like, I'm sure if you're someone who in the heyday of the Blackhawks just kind of tuned in and, like, like, hey, three cups. When if you have your entire life and your, your team just – if you're a Cubs fan, are you telling me that that win meant nearly as much as, like, a Red Sox win? No. No, I, I, mm. no, I get that, but I don't think that should be – a negative towards Vegas. Absolutely. If the Leafs win, years. if the Leafs win next year, I'll be on the floor crying, and it'll be an. I don't know. <laughs> I think about it. Um, I don't get my hopes up again. The only time um, I've ever been a loss for words was that split second. Of, I don't want to think. Of, like that was the most genuine I've ever seen Alex in the time I have known. He him. saw the vision. Um, (laughs) but I don't think it's be like, Oh, you know, Vegas shouldn't win the cup because their fans haven't suffered. I I don't see that as an argument. I just, I, I, I think it's a very dumb argument. I I don't, I don't think it it makes any sense at all. 
Like, how are you supposed to build fans by sucking? No, that does not help worse. I think the Leafs are uh, uh, the like. There's certain teams in the NHL who have sucked, and there and there's even a smaller amount of teams who fan base fan bases have grown as they sucked, and the Leafs are the exception. I think what is the Sabers as well, right? They maintain a steady fan base. Well, because there's nothing to do in Buffalo. Well, the outlet malls. Like Chicago won those cups and built a bigger fan base. Before Chicago won those cups, what were the Chicago Blackhawks? Apparently, um, Patrick Sharp used to say that they had to he had to be outside the arena before the game to give out tickets. What? Uh, apparently, like before two thousand and nine. Really? Yeah. That's <sighs> like I don't see how you're. That's what your plan is there, and saying, "Hey, you know what? You guys have to lose for ten years, and then you're allowed to win the cup because that's just enough time." Like I understand, it makes the win feel ten times better. Like when the Leafs finally win the cup, if they win the cup, when they win the cup, Alex. When I'm if I'm alive, when? <laughs> if they win the cup, as if I'm alive, um, it's gonna feel ten times better. But. I don't know. I just, I like, how much do Habs fans still celebrate the 93 win? I kind of want to know that, actually. Yeah. See, you have you always have the, those fans that are like, like when I hear someone make the toilet bowl joke or like the, the, like the 93 joke or even the 97, sorry, the 67 jokes for the Leafs, I'm like, okay. Do you know I, how sorry, long sorry, ago I'm, that I'm is? invested now. Bet's placed for tonight. Let's go. Oh, okay. I think if you're, like, I don't see many of them do it. But then if they like, oh, like, but then like if I ever see a really petty argument between the Leafs and the Habs fan, then like sixty-seven to ninety-three get thrown in. But like I, okay. I don't use it because it's like fantastic. Let me brag about something happened that happened six years before I was born. Yeah, I think it's a really silly argument. Yeah, the ninety-three, like it's twenty-six years ago or twenty-seven years ago versus uh 53 years ago they're both long periods of time where no one has won so it was a different it was again it, before my, our life lifetimes like yeah like shut up um i mean it's it's still it's not vegas's fault that the ducks in the um the ducks minnesota and florida gave them no you know, players yeah sorry yeah. they have idiot gms <laughs> had idiot gms had had yeah i mean the ducks i know bob murray's been okay he drafts well. And then trades them. He can yeah. draft defensemen very it's well. It's like, sweet, defensemen flip a coin, flip them for uh, Jake Gardner, Sammy Vatanen, Indeed. Theodore. Oh, yeah, would... Well, he lost Justin Schultz because the guy oh, had to sign no. there. Yeah, but if you listen to Pittsburgh, Justin Schultz is disappointing. That's mm. okay. He might he's go back to, the to next big... because clearly he's garbage. According I to remember when they got Wayne Gretzky to convince him to go to Edmonton. I remember that. I okay, lads. Well, we, you, yeah, we've well, had that discussion before. We'll do now. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you all for a Conn Smythe winner for if this team were to win the cup. First of all, I want to ask each of you. We'll start with you, Michael. Michael. Is it just Mike or is it Michael? It's Michael, but everyone just calls you Mike. All right, Michael. Fantastic. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Okay, Mike, if Tampa wins the cup right now, who is your consummate winner? Probably Braden Point. Like, there's just been – I think there's there, – I don't know how many games he's not had a point. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Nate's point. 
Why would you explain? Uh, <laughs> the way you said that was the funniest thing. Because his name's Plate. <laughs> Okie dokie. God, I hate you. But uh, <laughs> no, um, Braden Point is just—he's just been such a stud for a team that you know. Yeah, like you have Kucherov, um, and you you have like that roster overall is just pieced together. Like even like Victor Hedman has had a great playoffs. Um, Luke Shen. <laughs> like, oh boy. No, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like if you're, if you're going between like the top players, like Palat, Kucherov, uh, even Sorelli, um, Victor Hedman, I'm still giving it to Braden Point all day. He's just, he's been, He's led them offensively. He's led them like just as a player, just the way he is as a two-way center. He he can play both ends of the ice. Just just seeing how his effort is to just stick lift and 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 strip players of the puck is just is in, it's innate. Like he is just such a magical player mm-hmm. on uh, both ends of the ice. Okay. Uh, Alex, so, uh, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Braden Point as well. Pretty much uh, what Mike said. I'm going to go with Luke Shen. I think that, you know, (laughs) what he provides for that shutdown role, for the minutes he gets on that right side, I think, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't win without him. Okay. Uh, Okay, good. I'm actually going to, okay, are you, who is is Daniel's (laughs) real one? I took my head. Uh, It's very in point. Like, I think like it's, like yeah, it's it's this one's unanimous. What he's been able to do, and same thing. Like they keep talking about, you know, this guy went 79th in the draft. They talk about his size, and apparently, a lot of scouts before felt that he couldn't be an elite player in the league. And the fact that he keeps proving them wrong every, like he keeps getting a lot better. Like he could have stayed at that 65 point range, but he no, like he wants the 90s. He keeps getting better. What yeah. was what was that thing he couldn't do well at the? Um... Draft combine, probably like pull ups because none of them can do them. The floor. Like they can do like two. It was something with like what is it with his knee or something? No, I don't know. It was something what? that seemed extremely irrelevant. Hey, like, Let, let's even... talk about how all the teams passed him on him at least twice. The Leafs took like Rinit Valiev okay. before him in that third round. I remember. What year was that? Twenty fourteen. Yeah. So that would have still been Dave Donis. Also, Daniel, you can't say it's unanimous that we'd pick Braden Point because you have no idea what absolute garbage hot take Adam is going to come out with in just a few minutes. Oh, okay. Adam's going to be like, give it to Scott Bogosian. No, no, I'm going to go with Victor Hedman. Um, oh, okay, it's not unanimous. Then. Not, you know what? I can give you that. That's not terrible. Yeah. It's really just like, again, I don't care about McDonough, but like, he's good, but. I mean, without Victor Hedman, this team is not. He is the engine. He's the heartbeat. I know Stamkos wears a C, but it, I really think it's, it's Hedman's team. And without him, I just the, everyone talks about the top five players in the team, and you don't count goalies because. But it feels like when we talk about those players, you can bring up McKinnon, you can bring up Crosby, and all this. But like, I put Hedman there because he's just. I think he's a step above a lot of defensemen in this. Like all of them, I think he is the. Best. He called series against Boston. Mm, he's freaking great. I love him. Um, okay, so I'll, we'll go back to Mike. And if you could give me, if the Islanders win, who is your MVP? Honestly, dude, that's a tough one. 
Um, because like the way, I mean, a, they're not going to win screw the Islanders and B overall, just as a team, they all like collectively as a unit play. Like, I don't like, I don't see this. Like you have players like Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey has looked really good. Um, Jordan Eberle, John Gabriel Pajo, he's he's playing a lesser role. I feel like he could play in a higher role for sure. But dude, it's it's really tough. Like they have a solid decor in Taves, Pollock, um, and Andy and Green, Andy Green, who's actually scored in field assists. But then you have like, I mean, Grice is taking over for Var- Varlamov, so it's just. It's really tough with this one, man. Like this is, this team is is really really difficult. I'm honestly thinking if you gotta give it to anybody, you just gotta give it to either their captain, or Josh Bailey. Mm-hmm. Or like literally, probably I give it to the captain. I'd probably give it to Anders Lee because okay. if you watch him out there, he, he isn't his foot speed isn't the greatest for an NHLer, but in 17 games, he's nine points. Seven goals, two assists, and overall he just he he plays his he plays his heart out out there, and he's not like one of those bona fide stars that you'd expect to be a captain, but he's still out there performing, and um, honestly, like he's not even he's not even he hasn't even scored the most in this playoffs. In this playoffs, the highest scorer has been Brock Nelson. I thought it was Josh Bailey. That's a, he's a point per game. Oh, wait, you're right. Brock Nelson has two points less. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Brock Nelson has I, – I misread that. I thought he had six – I thought he had 17 as well. But, yeah, Josh Bailey. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just – I feel like they're not going to give it to Josh Bailey and Brock Nelson if this team wins because they're just not as big names as Anders Lee. And, and Anders Lee isn't even a big name to start with as a captain. So honest, and you know how they pick. They don't. They're they're just they're they're just gonna pick who they want to pick. If that's the if that's the case, then sorry. If that's the case, why wouldn't they go for Matt Barzell? Like I I, I know he's not he hasn't put up the most points, but he's the biggest name on that team, and he has been. Productive. That is true. I completely forgot that dude plays on this team, but um, he is literally the the, <laughs> the biggest name on that team. But Matt, I mean Matt Barzell. Mm, He's it's a really tough one. I just yeah. I don't know if you're gonna take it away from Matt Barza, who has one year left on his rookie deal, or if you're gonna give it to uh, one of the the proven big and don't get me wrong, Matthew Barzell, he may not be scoring at a point per game clip, but he still has fourteen points. Yeah. And he still is yucky. So honestly, man, like I don't know. Like I'm if I'm gonna give you an answer, it's either Josh Bailey or I guess either Barzell or Anders. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a really tough one, this one. Because, like I said, collective unit, this team. They don't have anyone securing the bag on their own. Yeah. Fucking Derek Brassard. Exactly. <laughs> who wants that team? Um, okay, Alex, who do you got? Uh, think- I'm going to go with Matt Barzell. Um. I mean, like, I find he had, doesn't have the most points, but I really think he is. I took he, a puck to the face and yeah, warm up. He, a, he is that team. Like, 
he's the biggest name on that team. And, and I think Mike's right in how they vote. Like they're going to vote for whoever they want, but I think they're going to look at who the biggest name on that team is. Like you look at how they voted a few years back when Pittsburgh, and I don't remember if it was their first or second cup. It was clear that Phil Kessel should have won the con Smythe, but they, first cup. It. I remember first first cup, they, they, first but cup. they ended up giving it to Crosby, even though, I mean, I'd argue Kessel deserved it more. I, I uh, think Barzell ends up getting it. Pardon? Playing as a third liner. But, oh. but the HBK line, we all loved it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was rooting for Pittsburgh, but so you're going with Matt Barzell. Yeah. Okay, uh, Daniel, give me your guy. Um, I'm going to go to Brock Nelson. I think I've talked about him before where I agree with Mike. You know, he's a collective unit type of guy where he really plays that Barry Trot system very well. He's a essential power forward, I think, for this team. He puts up the points. He's been so consistent and... I think without him, he doesn't really balance a lot of that lineup where not that he has a lot of a bite to it, but he knows how to like use his size and get to like, you know, get on the scoring sheet. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I'm also going to go with Matthew Barzell. Uh, And that's simply because like the way I really look at the comps, and how it should be awarded is I want you to imagine what this team would do if this player was all of a sudden gone in these playoffs and I think, like, if you don't have Barzell, I mean, th- what separates the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Islanders, is, like, is the elite talent. And I don't believe that Dubois is anywhere near the talent level of Matthew Barzell. Barzell, Barzell, I don't know how to say it. I think it's Barzell. Barzell, sure. Good, uh, good BC boy. And does he have the points the guy like Bailey has? No. But, again, he's just – just like the talent the guy has for me is just, I, I don't think the Islanders are here without the dude. And like, I was thinking like, what do you even look at their goalies? But it's just, they're so, you know, there's a reason they don't really miss Robin Leonard is because it doesn't matter if it's him, it's Greg and Farlamov. Whoever you put into that system as a goalie because of the system Trotz plays, it doesn't matter who it is. They're going to not have a lot of shots against. They're not going to have a lot of goals against. Mm-hmm. And again, look at Grice. He's taken over because, like, Varlamov's had a bit of a slip-up, right? So, um, yeah, like, I agree with you, Mike. Just looking at everyone, I was like, man, this is, this is tough. But at the end of the day, the decision for me was, was Barzal. Um, we all didn't pick Andy Green. I jokingly wrote down Andy Green, but I'm like, no, I can't. And the block shots, though, remember that? Stop. Yeah. Stop. I mean, he's been good. He can't. Like, he helps. Um, okay. Ross Johnston. Oh my god. Uncle Leo. Bring him the big boy consmite. <laughs> so like- Matt Martin. Leap's right. great. Um, Mike Vegas MVP. Let's go. Hey Theodore. All day. No. Theo all day. Don't even have to explain why. Shea um, Theo is been I so mean, gross. For me it was real a, really a toss up between Shea Theodore and Robin Leonard. But I do have to give it to Shea Theodore. I think that guy has been absolutely outstanding this playoffs. I believe he's there, has the most points on that team. Um, he does. Yeah, he's looked like a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, do I even have to ask, Daniel? You no, I'll, I'll be serious about this one. Um, it's Mark <laughs> Stone for me, actually. Yeah, um, the really amount of points, here. like he's been very consistent. I think what I've said about Brock Nelson – you could save our Mark Stone, but like times ten, um, he gives that you know that great power forward, 
uh, position player you want, you know, his two-way game, like the amount of gifts we've seen, like he just it's so simple for him to just take away the puck from players. Do you want do you want a, a good sleeper pick, Adam? Sure. So if you say what I think you're about to say. Oh, he, oh hello? Oh, you're still there. No, he's still there. Nicholas Waugh. Oh, yes. Definitely oh, yeah. not who I thought he was going to yeah, say. I'm like, yeah, I haven't noticed him. But. No, you know, no, no, no. You know what? One of the friends of Spitting Chicklets, Rebo, big Ryan Reeves. Free my guy, Ryan Reeves. Oh, wait, he's up now. Okay. Yeah. Free my guy. My guy is Shea Theodore. Again, um, without Shea Theodore somehow breaking the dam that was Thatcher Demko, the Canucks were one bounce away from winning. He was the only guy. And, man, I didn't realize how good his season was. He got, like, 40 points, whatever. And what we forgot about Vegas, by the way, they were really bad for most of this season. Remember Fleury? Fleury Just to start before they fired Gallant. Yeah. Fleury got – I still think was unjust. Yeah. Well, like, Fleury got two coaches fired this year. (laughs) We need to remember that. That stretch got Gallant fired in the save um, to get Babcock fired. Um, but yeah, like Theodore. Uh, Nick Patan of all yeah. guys. Uh, like, you know, Theodore's just gotten those big goals when they need them. And, um, and yeah, it's just, I really like you guys said it all. Like, you don't really need to say that he is. Yeah. I used to think, like, man, I think I said this last episode actually. Like, I look at Vegas, I'm like, where is the superstar? And, like, Theodore's not a superstar, but he's a star defenseman. And now he's I understand. A superstar now. And I understand why. And we may be talking about another defenseman who's probably going to be looked at more of a superstar in Dallas in a second. But I get now why you talked about this guy as an Olympian, Daniel. And um, set six or seven more years at $5.25 million. That's such a good contract. <laughs> For a guy that's 25. Oh. Anaheim. My God. Just uh, you know, Where's Kevin BX? Oh, yeah, he's... Uh, sorry. He's they just... still have Josh Manson. Oh, thank God. No, he's going to be a Leaf, apparently. He's he's trained trained. Remember, remember Dermot... how much they love him, though. Remember that analogy <laughs> they used. Dermot Bracco in a second. Yeah. Okay. What was it? Like, they love Josh Manson. More than more than loves his, his, his wife. wife. His wife, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your wife loves how much the Ducks love Josh Manson. Okay, um, Heiskanen? Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. Really? Who? I think Heiskanen. M- Mike, why not Heiskanen? Because I think the, the three of us are saying Heiskanen. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to start chaos. but and I was going to say Corey Perry, but, you know, that's not like on the like, show, apparently. If I realistically, bring him up. he deserves it, I think. I, I just – I don't know. I really wanted to give it to somebody else. Like, I wanted to give what it – What do you have against Mira Heiskanen? I wanted to give it to Yoel Kibaranta. Was that him? Yeah. <laughs> was that Kivaratis? No, 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 no. Who the hell was that? Who just I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. Well, Kivaranta? That, that's what I mean. It's all of a sudden. No, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. Okay. No. Um, you? Honestly, yeah. I'd probably give it to Miro. He's, gonna, he's just been the only, like, performer that I've really seen out of this team after – like, uh, I mean, they looked great in when they beat uh, Colorado, but I mean, they did not look amazing in the last two games. I mean, they won by one nothing 
against Vegas in what was the most boringest game of the playoffs. Yeah. Yesterday was a good game. Yesterday was a be- I I I was I was going crazy with just how much physicality there was, just banging and crashing. But at the same time, you cannot overlook the fact that Miro Heiskanen is Adam's age, and he has 21 points in 18 playoff games. He's also, yeah, he's he's their he's their defenseman of the future, like John Klingberg, who, but yeah, I mean, Come I tried. On. I, I was John trying to Klingberg make it right handed. Hold on a minute. Right-handed, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a case for I was trying to make a case for the some of their forwards, but honestly, like no, I can't. No, no. What my skin was a '99 kid, right? Yeah. Okay. What, wait, Mike? How old are you? Two thousand. Oh, so you're a baby, like oh, okay, all right. Oh, we're a year apart. I felt attacked. Yeah, right. Wow. I felt attacked. I'm like, am I being the old one here? And then Daniel's in the quiet, like, yeah. Don't Fun like- fact, the two editors at Ryerson right now for the sports thing are the same age. You and Will? Yeah. Yeah, because Will's been to another school, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Don't be afraid to change thingies, kids. It's uh, mm-hmm. do what you want to do. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm switching from Ryerson journalism this year to U of T. You have to get the frick out of here. Where are you going? Studies. If we weren't on voice ed, I would have said something much more colorful there. Than- <laughs> I know, okay. I said that go to U of T. Oh my gosh. Um, I go to U of T for gender well, studies. I thought you were going to uh, Carlton. I yeah, remember, right. I heard the rumors. There were I rumblings heard, of I that. I remember that. <laughs> you know, I live right across the street from Carlton, so might as well. I mean, when you think about it. Smelly Carlton. By the way, That's so Mike, you predicted point Theodore Heiskanen and a round selection of either Lee, Barzell, or Bailey for the Islanders. Um, I chose Hedman, Barzell, Theodore, Heiskanen. Uh, Daniel, you went point Nelson, Stone, Heiskanen, and then Alex, point Barzell, Theodore, Heiskanen. Heiskanen? Heiskanen? Now what, no, Heiskanen. And now here's the real money. How much money are we putting on the table for this? None. I'm kidding. <laughs> how, much, how many Sour Patch Kids? $500. Okay. You know what, you know what else we can do quickly? Next, next month's rent. <laughs> no. You're getting me excited. <laughs> So while we have you, just so you know, um, Alex said Tampa in seven, Daniel said Tampa in six, I said Islanders in six. What's your prediction for the uh, Islanders-Tampa series? I think I – I'm in a pool for that, actually. Let me see. I think I had the Islanders – or I had Tampa in six. Pretty sure I – yeah, I had Tampa in six, Vegas in five. Um oh. And that's because I no, I had Vegas in seven actually because I originally put them against Colorado and then guess what happened? So I'll put uh, Vegas in six. Okay. And then, um, yeesh, this is tough. I already said Islanders uh, take Lightning in six. Okay. You said the Islanders take Lightning in six. No, no I said Lightning. I said oh about the Islanders. Yeah, I'll oh. take Lightning in six. Okay. Um, do the Raptors push it to a game seven? I want them to, but my bets do not have them on that. No. Unbelievable. <laughs> say, you mean, so you mean you bet on probability and not uh, emotion? Listen, sir. The num- there are two number one rules of gambling. <laughs> number one. <laughs> You're dying. That's like Fight Club. What's the rules? What's the rules, Mike? Never. That like a fan. Okay. It's very important. And number two, never bet the under. 
Never bet the under. Or right. the over. Daniel, who's winning the cup? Ooh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, Mike, who's winning the cup? Vegas, all the way. I'm on. I'm I'm on the Vegas bandwagon. I love this team. Alex, who's winning the cup? The Tampa Bay Lightning. Screw you, anyways. You don't know anything about it's hockey. Cult, I'm gonna say the Islanders are gonna win. Screw <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, I'm the one who knows nothing about hockey, right, Mike? Okay. Oh. They're in the conference finals. Don't say I don't know anything about hockey. Mike, <laughs> I picked the I picked the Lightning, and he said I don't know anything about oh, hockey. Okay. Um, okay, no, well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. It's going to be a cup final between Tampa and and uh, and Vegas. But I will say that traditionally over the last few years, I would think it's prudent to say that Western Conference hockey is, for the last decade or so, probably longer, has been very, very, very physical in comparison to the East. Yeah. And I'd like to think – that the only team that can handle that kind of physicality spe- or like thrive with it, especially like a team with Vegas, that they go to the finals, Tampa. Yeah. Tampa will throw that body. Tampa yeah. does throw that body. And I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath of a final if it's those two, which I'm predicting. Well, Goudreau and uh, Goudreau and uh, I always Cole forget Coleman. the other. Coleman and then, of course, Yanni Gord have just been passed. So they're, they yeah. can. I, I'm, my predictions are that I really hope it's Vegas and Tampa. You could be right, Mike, when you said to us that I, a texter, I can't remember, saying that it was, it was probably Tampa's year. They're on it. Um, did you – I forgot to tell Mike, but I don't even think you know about the armchair GM segment. Alex and Daniel, did you find an armchair GM that we can look at? Yes, sir. Okay. I didn't, so I'll focus on Alex's. <laughs> I missed the segment. What is this? Let me pull it up. Um, so, um, you know the armchair GM thing on Cap Friendly? I'm going to say on Cap Friendly, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do a thing where, like, we just pick one apart for fun. And we'll, we'll end the show with this. Because oh, I know yeah. Daniel joked we can cap off at three hours. And I think we're definitely closing on, on that. No, no, no. We're, we, we just passed no, two. No, no. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's go for another one. Uh, <laughs> took a little break in there, so it's actually yeah. more like one and a half. Yeah, we started – Past two forty-five. Um, I I picked obviously one that was Toronto. Uh, there were multiple trades, but I want to pinpoint this one. Can you um, sh- uh, screen share it? Fine. So we can, and if you want to see the trade, go to YouTube and check it out. Fine. Then share the video online. You're gonna see uh, which yeah. podcasts I have to listen to. Um, Your you see my screen? All They're all podcasts. Do you see him? Uh yes. Um, this trade specifically. It's a horrible trade. <laughs> I know. What an ugly trade. That's why I picked it. Josh Manson for Travis Dermott, Pierre Engvall in a second. If I'm Bob Murray, I hang up the phone. I just don't get why some people just don't look at, like, listen to Elliot Freeman when he says it's not happening. They also signed, um, What's his name? Radko Gudis at three years for $2.8 million. He's making more than that. <sighs> yeah, never mind. This segment's boring, isn't it? We got to work on that. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to pick. <laughs> that was terrible. No, you just got to pick crazier trades. I just couldn't find one earlier. I'm not taking that trade at all. No, absolutely not. That's why I picked it. The second one, like I asked to for the show. I'm sorry. What? I have a read of the week, too. Do you want that one? Hold on, before you do, did you get a breathe of the week, Daniel? If he doesn't, uh, I did, but I didn't no, start didn't. it. That's a lie. Alex, what's your breathe of the week? Uh, it's uh, Thomas Drance and Arpon Basu, uh, Game of Chirps. 
I love our Palm Bossy. He's the best. That What's is my read of the week. Game, game, of game of chirps. What's the article about? Uh, apparently, Thomas Durant was writing down all the chirps he heard from the um, from the the wherever the hell they were sitting, and I guess Arpon Basu was doing the same in Toronto. Uh, and they just wrote a bunch of chirps, and I thought that was hilarious. Go dye your hair is my favorite chirp of all time from Mel Martin. Uh, who was that? Drew Miller. I don't he know. Had gray hair. Oh yeah, Drew Miller. Well, That's great, Drew Miller. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No. Oh, um, oh. this is very embarrassing, but uh, okay. I just got Steve Dangle's book. <laughs> oh, you just got it? I yeah. just got it. Oh, my God. So that's my read of the week. Guys, I better read it. Late to the party. I know. I read the first half of Frankenstein for a class on Monday. So. <laughs> okay. Um, if I guess this is everything. That is everything. Okay. Well, listeners, uh, see you later. <laughs> for now. That's all I have to say. Take it easy. I'll be listening to you guys when you do shows. So. Perfect. So all the Leafs content from now on. Yeah, and then I'm just going to skip past when I hear the Leafs being talking. Oh. Normally, I just skip to when I talk. I'm like, beautiful. It sounds wow. so good. I don't do that. I, uh, I would have believed it. Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're good at doing the outro thing. I don't know. It's like your last episode for a while. I feel like yeah. you should do it. Okay, someone do it. Someone do it. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed the show, which why freaking wouldn't you? This was a great fun show. Um, you know, if you're listening to this on like Spotify or anything like that, give the show a follow. If you're on iTunes, uh, give it a rating, five stars, leave a review. If you didn't like the show, we'll just let us know what you did. Cry like. about it. We'd love to <laughs> get out. We'd love to know um, how we can always improve the show. Um, voice Ed, thank you for being a great platform. Oh. As always. Um, check out the YouTube channel. We mentioned that a ton. Check out my YouTube channel for all your Habs needs. Check out my analysis on Jake Allen's trade. I freaking love it. Um, check out all our social medias, including Mike's. Uh, check out his stuff at the eye opener. Check out Daniel and the Ryersonian. If you live in Toronto, try and check out the Ryersonian because that's going to be happening. Um, love work. There is a civil war starting now. The eye opener versus the Ryersonian. Take your sides now because why wouldn't you? It's going to be a civil war. Um, Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, that's it. Bye, Bye. listeners. Bye. Peace. Peace.